Hi, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us today for this very special episode of the Smoking Cask Podcast. I'm Greg. And I'm Jake. Today, we're going to be reviewing for you Delmore Cigar Malt Reserve. Ah, listen to that cork. That thing sounds great. What a bottle pop. Brand new bottle. Yeah, that is. That one's been waiting for us for quite a while, I got to say. God, look at the color on that. It is gorgeous. It's a nice kind of a a very ambery color here. So this is a a little bit of a full disclosure for anybody that might be listening. Probably no one because that's what we expect. Um, Jake's pouring us up a couple of these in the Glencairn glasses right now. This is the Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve that just dripped onto the floor that I watched from afar. It is I'm actually, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little out of our price range uh, on a regular day, but this is a, uh, we, we had this on sale here in um, the Virginia, West Virginia area for $200. And this is a very special one for us. We decided to do that today because this is our first day publishing an episode and it's Christmas time. So it's time to treat yourself oh, a little wow. bit. So we are, uh, we are, oh, is it? Oh, it's good. Oh, it smells good. Yes, it does. Uh, this Ooh. is going to be a great drinker, guys. I I got to say, we uh, our intention today, uh, as is going to be very occasional for us, is to have a cigar along with this whiskey based on not only the name of this whiskey being the Cigar Malt Reserve, but also just the fact that it's the holidays and, um, you know, it's time to cut a little loose. We get a little time off work. and Yeah, finally take a chance to sit back and relax exactly. and enjoy yourself. Right? Exactly. And, and that's not something we do often in our lines. But, um, Unfortunately, what, no. Yeah, what we're going to do, do today is not going to be typical of every show in that a lot of times we're going to review these whiskeys out of our own pockets probably because of the cost. We're going to review them out of our own stashes to the point where we say, you know what, it was good, but it really broke the bank for as good as it tasted versus, say, a $30 whiskey. So, Which we've already ran into a couple of those just hanging out. Yes, uh, yes, doing we have. These, you know, without the podcast. Not to, ran- not to name drop, but we've, we've compared some pretty good, like, just sub $100 Glenn Fiddix versus Monkey Shoulder uh, Batch 27. I was uh, very surprised. I still can't tell the difference when I try. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we got a lot of learning to do. I'm sure we will, we there's will some talk about that later. Listen, you nerds, there's yeah. a huge difference. <laughs> well, there's not a huge difference if you spent... 80 bucks on it versus 28. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, so today that's not the spirit of this episode. We're going to go ahead and get a tasting on this guy real quick. And then we're going to take a couple notes and get back to the uh, enjoying libations here. So hmm. it does smell good. It's got a, it's almost got a, uh, I don't know what that is at the top of the nose. Uh, like I'm a little bit of a brandy or a cognac almost. So they are, um, I believe this is uh, either Sherry. X. I think it's ex bourbon barrels, uh, so they so they've been aged in bourbon barrel casks, which I'm just getting vanilla and yeah, I've, I think you, it, uh, your nose probably I'm just from sweetness vanilla from the COVID maybe missing a little bit still. Um, not not that I wanted to bring that up here, but I know you you did say your scents were a bit uh, limited. Oh, they're back. not a hundred percent back. Yeah, no, My, mm-hmm. mine are definitely back, but. I get almost a, a gluey, like a almost like a almost like a really high end. Um, uh, bur- a brandy or something like a brandy. Yeah. So that might be the sherry coming what, through. What a I'll bit. say too about that that whole COVID nose thing was that that was what three four months ago, and I'm still not 100. percent Might have been a little less than that, but it's been plenty yeah, of time. Three, three months ago. At this point, it's been plenty of time for uh, <clears throat> for that to start to come back. So quite unfortunately, uh, 
that yeah. could play a little bit of it. But you know what? You've got enough to really be uh, critical of when you review these things. So, plus, <laughs> I fart a crap load, I can, and I got to tell say you, say whether or not it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, the, the last thing I want is to smell my own farts. So I have no problem with having less of a nose. You should be grateful as well. What I think right now is um, I'm just getting a little bit more of a bite to the smell, but it, not an alcohol bite. It's maybe the sherry cask and some of the natural things that come from the distilling process and the aging process here. But uh, let's go ahead and give this a sip. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Oh, boy, it's good. Yep. So. Oh, that's been a long time coming. It is. And and this one, um, per their website, they got a 93 from which? Yeah, it was the, uh, the Ultimate Spirit Competition in 2019. Uh, they got a, a 93 point, and I believe it's out of 100, so that's pretty awesome. I think a lot of their stuff did really well, though. The King Alexander III did really well. Their 18-year did really well. I think their 18-year got a 98. <clears throat> Excuse me, 98. I'll have to check on that. This definitely has... It might be the sherry cask that they're also... Uh, it's broken off into chunks and finished in sherry, right? So there's there's got to be some of that flavor. But what I'm really getting is like... I'm getting the grape. I'm getting a little bit of the not not grape as in fruity grape, but I'm getting like a a fermented grape almost on the on the tail of the flavor. It's delicious. That that's, is a good whiskey. That's something that I did not get on the nose. I did not get any mm-hmm. fruits whatsoever. I just no. got like vanilla. Um, well, I mean, for for people out there, obviously this is a scotch, but we probably got bourbon drinkers listening, right? You just get like that vanilla oaky, um, sweet sweetness out of it you definitely get that i did not get any of the fruits until i tasted it though yeah exactly and, and, and the smell i was getting, getting was like more fruits and like toffee i was getting the vanilla a bit i get a little bit of the wood smell which i think is always kind of going to be there with the scotch that's not yeah. an isla uh-huh. not an isla scotch but i do i do not get the the i get the wood from the sherry cask i do not get the actual grape yeah. but I, I get it when i taste it and boy the at first i was like oh boy this isn't going to end all that great it's going to be a little bit too much, a little too harsh. And then it hit the end, and it's amazing when that hits because there's no alcohol burn, and it's just this flavor of like a light, like a mild fermented grape, mm-hmm. almost like a white grape, which I know it's not going to be a white grape, but it's like that. So that's a, that's a really interesting flavor profile, oh, i got to say. Mm. All I can say is this is going to be good with a cigar. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna, to gonna take a break here, and we're going to light up a cigar. We have a very nice... Uh, pairing of cigars here today now what are you smoke are you smoking the santiago the the uh, luna eclipse yep yep lunar eclipse the uh the taily so we call it so this is yeah this is the luna eclipse from uh santiago out of rochester um it's a long way to drive to get cigars but it's worth it they, oh god they're so good yeah Greg, they Greg are. turned me on to them earlier this year and and i just uh me and him just ordered our first uh bo- how many what did we order a box and a half yeah, something like a box. No and a regrets. Half. And I got. I, I That's go. I go through ordering them a lot more than I smoke them because a lot of people come over and try them and take some home. And oh, you're just very generous. I like. I to mean, get before I away. bought my own box, he gave me like ten of them. Yeah, and it, and, and I, I don't smoke them enough that it warrants it. So, it it definitely is something nice. And and so that I'm smoking a Triple Arrow um, box press, which is a five and a half. And I think they also make this in a five by 60 ring gauge which mm-hmm. we did try and it's a little bit too much cigar for me it's really good but it's just a little too much so this box press is going to be nice and the luna is kind of a a medium a little bit below a medium i think they label it as a medium to robust flavor but it's not uh quite as robust as they say i, I do think it's going to be a fantastic smoke along with this uh this whiskey so we're going to enjoy our christmas celebration here and and really just just cut loose and 
have a cigar. And if this is great, I recommend you check out Santiago Cigar Factory. Google them up. They will come up for you, and they make a fantastic product. Uh, if you're nearby, you can go pick them up in person uh, or make an arrangement if you can based on your state laws and legislation to get some of those in your hand to try with this whiskey. Um, again, not a super cheap cigar and not a not a very cheap I wouldn't call it not an affordable whiskey, but it's a whiskey you want to put away after the holidays and save for the next time. You don't want to drink this one yeah. at your party or I mean, with unless, your in-laws. You, unless you're just a baller, right? I, Which I, I'm sure true. there's some of them on here. Yeah, if you're playing for the Washington <laughs> football team or something, right? listening to this in our kind of greater this, locale. This is the yeah. rock gut whiskey. You yeah, know what I mean? probably. <laughs> They're like, oh God, cigar malt? <laughs> yeah, and and, and I, I've got this crippling fear, Jake will tell you, because I, I don't know if maybe there's a steen in my name somewhere, but... I, I definitely have this crippling fear of getting <laughs> of getting a whiskey that costs that much that just sucks. And and I I've, I've been thinking about this one. It's been in the back no. of my mind. So we did it. We've done it recently. Yes. Yeah. And that's <sighs> so that's just it. We're we've got a really nice whiskey in the safe waiting to be waiting to be tested. And I'm terrified that what we spent on it, we're not gonna get into that now. What we spent on it is gonna be not worth it compared to I don't know, say a $50 whiskey. I don't know what that thing has to taste like or has to do for me every time I pull it out exactly. in, in order to be worth that kind of money. Now, not to say we that it shouldn't have been purchased. That's not at all what I meant because, you know, we're, we plan on doing that and above throughout this podcast. But, you know, what's what's the difference between a really, really good $100 bottle, which is some pretty good scotch, right? Versus yes. a sub thousand dollar bottle is what i'll say i am not prone to break out my hundred dollar bottles of scotch for just anybody that walks through the door because what if they don't love it yeah and i'm like man that cost what you just drank cost me eight bucks that's on the you know that's on the same like note of like hey you know don't give that guy a uh you know opus x or an opus uh, yeah, yeah opus x fuente fuente when he's never smoked a cigar before right you know give him a true estate's factory smoke but right. a buck 30 exactly. a cigar <laughs> and i i can guarantee you that in this case we could afford we could afford to let someone who's not a scotch drinker try this whiskey on a small scale like a half a mm, nip this is good half finger or something and then these cigars are reasonable enough in price that we could afford to share out with friends and and that would be a lot of fun because I can guarantee you as well that these cigars are going to pair well with this whiskey. Oh, absolutely! I can already tell you from knowing both of them now. But um, yeah, what this is not this is atypical for us. We're not always going to do the cigar thing. We're going to do it, you know, once a month or less. And really, we're focusing on the whiskey. The big thing for us, I, at least for me, I, I always, I'm, you know, I'm always this guy. I've got, <laughs> I've got to worry about the price of whiskey. And so, uh, Jake blew my mind because I thought. There's no way a monkey shoulder is going to beat a Glenn Fiddick 15. And what do you know? It doesn't necessarily beat it. Congratulations, y'all are getting two episodes in one. Yes, but they, <laughs> it actually is better. So that's really kind of be that's going to be one of the things we focus on is not, hey, this is really too expensive to buy. It's no, if it's ten thousand bucks, but it changes your life like an out of body experience. It's worth ten thousand bucks maybe, maybe yeah, to some to somebody, people, right? Yep, yep. Exactly. We want to it's know the that. market. We want to know that. Yeah, if it has a market. And that's the thing. Whiskeys that aren't worth what you paid don't have a market. And yeah. I know that sounds stupid and, and counterintuitive, or it sounds so simple and intuitive that why are we saying it? But that's the truth. You could get a pretty good whiskey probably at 350 that is nowhere near as good as like a Lagavulin or uh, something that you can buy off the shelf every day for sub $100. So that's what we're really doing here. But um, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here and go ahead and get ourselves lit up. We will uh, catch you back here in just a minute. Yeah, so that is pretty good. Um, I, <laughs> I got to say, I'm enjoying the combination of the Santiago cigar and this whiskey. But uh, sorry, Jake, for your little sad face over there. <laughs> He's like a kid that didn't get what he wanted at Christmas, actually. But uh, what, what what exactly are you finding that's well, throwing you off here, bud? 
Okay. All right. So we're about to get into this. This is where I start forming haters. We're going to have to do the the Team Jake, Team Greg thing here shortly. Please let me, I'm going to cut you off before we get too far down this rabbit hole, um, because I'm going to want somebody to curse at me a little bit. Just (laughs) makes me feel at home. Uh, Cask crew at thesmokingcask.com is our email address. Please send us some insight if you know more about this than we do, because we really just like good scotches. We like a good bourbon occasionally too, but we don't necessarily know everything. As a matter of fact, we know so little that we want this to be a a show where people toss their input at us and we can even do some things. Oh, absolutely. Um, but please, cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. We will read your email. If you swear at us, I will send you a middle finger, but we'll get back to you. Um, go ahead, Jake. I just, I want, I want everybody to know that they can throw their input at us. And like, if we're totally off base on this, at least then we'll know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all right. Well, f- first of all, what I will say is that it, during this, uh, during this podcast, right. However many years or days it winds up being uh, a thing, uh, we want to build an audience. Are right? we recording for a whole year today? <laughs> we, we, okay. Let's just go back. To that. <laughs> we, we, we want to build an audience. We want people to chime in. We want to build regulars. We want to build fans. We want to build a community in which we can all learn from each other. We also right? want to serve so, the community by saying, based on what you've taught us and what we've read and what we've tried, this is what we recommend. Yeah. And this is what you should expect when you walk out of the door planning to go to the liquor store, wherever that may be. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, heads up. If you guys are looking for a daily drinker for Glenfiddich 15, Right, monkey shoulders, a great option at half the price. Right, we, we want to be able to have the knowledge to say that, but more importantly, we want the the community that we are trying to build to not only for us to teach you, but for you to teach us. Yeah, I got to tell you, <laughs> I just gave Jake the international symbol for get a little closer to the mic, and it looked like I was trying to uh, give the old deep throat. Um, <laughs> But uh, I got to tell you, I've, I'm not only in my cow size, but I'm also good at derailing trains. So back to what you were headed to. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. So what, what we started that tangent with was uh, just doing a quick search and figuring out if Delmore uh, performed any chill filtering and or added coloring. And it turns out that not only do they do it, but the specific one that we're drinking today does have uh, is chill filtered and does have added coloring for consistency. I'm sure. I don't think it's their, their normal everyday practice. Uh, a lot of places when they're trying to, um, you know, marry up their casks, they don't uh, they don't get the coloring quite right. My point earlier was saying that um, I don't think it necessarily matters to me. Uh, you know, it's not going to stop me from necessarily buying a whiskey, but it's just the it's just the cool points, right? Uh, you're it's being the, too nice. It, no, he, he's it's full cool of crap points. <laughs> you, this, you're full, but this is one of the things that I actually appreciate about your about your being a little bit nitpicky is that I I couldn't care less. Like we've talked about another whiskey, we'll get into later. Can we pour you a little bit more? Uh, sure. That yeah. that that we both really liked, and we found out it was chill filtered and color added. And, and and it does tick Jake off. Actually, I, I I dare say it pisses him off a little bit. I'll get that's fine. I went there. I got vulgar, but I I do think that it. Oh, that's upsetting. You better lick that off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <no>. uh, <laughs> um, but it, for now it it actually is. Oh my lord, that's like fourteen dollars sitting right there. Uh, but it actually is. It actually is probably. You know, you got to respect the distillery a little bit because they probably want you to buy this bottle again and again and see the same thing every time. Now, the chill filtering, I can't speak to, but the color added, I can kind of understand. You may not be able to guarantee that consistency. But to me, I mean, it's just me. That would make it more interesting. Like, oh, the bottle I got this time is the same age profile, and it actually 
truthfully, is very similar in taste, but it looks entirely different, which I think is kind of cool. It's something that doesn't happen um, with every product in the world, but with whiskey, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's that's Jake's a bit of a bitch about it, and I actually don't really care all that much. But at this point, it's kind of um, it, yeah, it's un- interesting. Un- unmute my mic because I have something to say. <laughs> we actually, we we actually need to tell you that because it may matter to some of you. And again, please cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. Let us know what you know about that process and what differences might be. Maybe adding the flavor or maybe adding the color actually changes the flavor. And I don't know what they use to do it. I'm sure it's probably food coloring yeah. of some sort, but yep. you, you just don't know. With yeah, it's like brown forty-seven. Um, with <laughs> with uh, with both of those things, with chill filtering and coloring, I'm going to say it again. It's it's not what's annoying to me, and I'll use that's what I'll say. It's annoying. What's annoying to me is that there are uh, there are distilleries out there that don't do it. And what I appreciate and what gives those distilleries their cool points, so to speak, is the fact that they are consistent and they have the craftsmanship without having to do either of those two functions. That's not, fair. Not any knocks against the people that do, because <clears throat> the majority of them do, even some of my favorites, right? Uh, what, what you all will learn on here is that I like Lymphitic. Um, super popular. It's just, you know, uh, amongst other liquors, it's kind of what I came up on. So um, uh, Lymphitic's a good one for me, and they they do it, you know, with their, their yeah. 15 Solera vat, which, which we've already referenced today. Their, their 15-year Solera vat, they do it for consistency reasons. The point that I was trying to make is that there is a fine attention to detail and there is craftsmanship in the companies or the distilleries that do not do that. Yeah, that's fair. That, <clears throat> that's, that's a damn right. good whiskey. It is. A damn it's, good scotch, whatever you want to get nitpicky. It's I don't really care good. about the coloring and of the chill is, filter. <laughs> it is a Highland single malt, and I, I, I guess that also means more about – it talks more about the process than it does the quality necessarily. There are a lot of blendeds that are very popular and really good, but – I kind of tend to agree that you would want just from from my from being kind of a nerd, not about whiskey, but in general, I like the natural process of things. I think it's yeah. cool when you look at an old Western movie or something and all the whiskeys on the wall are all different colors. And a lot of that, obviously, we know comes from the length of time in in wood versus being bottled up yeah. and still at that point. Uh, but that's definitely something that I think is cool. I would actually, if I bought 10 bottles of this, first off, I'd be broke. I'd have to sell my car and my <laughs> right. wife and my daughter. But um, I would uh, I would definitely appreciate putting them all in a row and seeing a different color because mm-hmm. the process may have happened at different times. You know, who knows what the difference might be that causes that. Well, um, just like that one little blind we did a, a while back with the two... Um, Glenfiddich 18s, how I had the old bottling versus the new bottling. Totally different. Totally different. Totally now, granted, different. Granted, it is their small batch, but uh, you know, we we noticed the the same product. I thought maybe we were just being very different. I thought maybe we were just being Case. we were getting in our own heads and assuming they'd be different, but we literally went back and forth. We had probably what, them. we had two and a half ounces of each yeah. for both of us, and we probably went back and forth on them. Uh, and we did three or know. four times, and and we didn't know because uh, Jake's wife, lovely wife, uh, she she went ahead and poured those out for us on her way out the door, and uh, wrote down what was what, so we would know. It it was really a true blind, and to have the exact same whiskey, same cost, same everything, yeah. taste completely different. Not compl- I mean, they taste very similar, but the ending was so different. It was really cool to see. Yeah. So if you're looking for a reason to be. Uh, to be too heavy into whiskey right there's one of them you can have a bottle from this year and buy one five years from now and never open them and then and literally they'll be entirely different just just an interesting tidbit but yeah small batches small batch stuff like that's neat yeah it is but 
Yeah. Well, one of the things this, that I noticed recently, sorry, was we were at a we were at a bit of a a small town bar. Uh, not not Jake, but uh, good ma- good man, Mister Matt, and myself were there with a friend of ours, Mike, who came in from out of town. Uh, miss you, Mike. Good man. Uh, we were talking about whiskeys, and Mike said, "Hey, you know, um, there or it might have been Matt. I'm pretty sure it was Mike." Said, "You know, there's charcoal in the in the aging process of that to give it that color and to to, to advance age the." The whiskey, and, I, and so uh, full disclosure, it was a Jack Daniels, just a regular old Jack Daniels. I forget what's even on the bottle. That like uh, the old number seven, old number seven, classic, yeah. classic Jack Daniels. Nothing special, not the gentleman, and not the single barrel, anything like that. And I had a larceny. I got a single shot of Jack, which, <laughs> in typical fashion of a bar around here, they give the Jack out in a plastic Dixie cup, and the larceny <laughs> they give out in a glass. And larceny is uh, one of my favorite. Um, go-to bourbons to drink it it's definitely not the best bourbon on the planet but for what it costs it's fantastic and they said you know this has charcoal in it the jack daniels does the way that they just that they that they uh, end the distilling process and age it and sure enough mike said if you try this whiskey you will be angry because every time you try it from now on if you try it next to a whiskey that doesn't have that you will notice nothing but that charcoal flavor and sure enough it is unbelievable you can it's like you dipped your head into a, a cold charcoal grill and lick the ashes it's crazy so there are there are little tips and tricks that can cause differences in flavor and i would say that that's probably a bad thing in the, in the case of jack daniels not to knock on the brand but just in general i think a lot of the cheaper whiskeys they've got to age them quick enough to get them out the door um so you don't want to basically white whiskey going out in a bottle and 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 being distributed they have to do something but uh, well we do they might not <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I, it it's it's just an interesting thing. So yeah. I'm not sure. My point is, I'm not sure if there's a difference or a similarity between that and doing like the color added and doing doing that sort of thing. So um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's where we're at with this. Jake's upset over there. He's crying. He already got us some tissues, and he, he's looking at me. <laughs> he's looking at me with with uh, puffy red eyes because he's been crying about this. Change the subject. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk is, about it anymore. This is uh, uh so that so. From my understanding, which I, I, I've, this is the first taste that I've had of the Delmore Cigar Malt. From my understanding, this is the second release, um, uh, late, late 2010s. Uh, I think that the first release was approximately 2009, uh-huh. and it was just the Cigar Malt. Um, those bottles are very hard to find now. I think that they run around the same price, surprisingly, though, if you can find them. We actually looked, <clears throat> the day we found this one, we looked to see if it was old or new, and it was the new stock. Yeah, yeah, the reserve is the new one, the, just the standard Cigar Malt's the old one, which, again, I think it was a 2009 release. It I, is I, expensive. We've looked online, if anybody's interested. Uh, well, retail, it was the same price, but right. yeah, now to get a bottle of that, it's, you know, um, again, th- these retail, uh, we picked it up for on sale for 200 and i think that they typically retail what 240 or something like that yeah so you know 220 and pretty much everything that we're going to reference is going to be within the dmv meaning dc maryland or virginia for me i'm in west virginia but i'm so close to the line uh it doesn't really matter that it's going to be that area pricing so once you get farther down south everything's going to get a lot cheaper but and don't tune out because like i've tried to probably hit home too many times with everybody uh, y'all are going to find out that we don't always go with a $200 bottle of whiskey. So don't oh, think no. don't think that you can't listen to this because you're only going to hear about crap you can't afford if your if your budget is below that. Believe me if I drove if I drove myself to the liquor store and bought a $200 bottle every day or every week or every month whenever I had the urge to drink something I'd be broke. So it, it this is a once in a once in a while, very once in a while sort of thing for us, but um that's that's kind of when we want to give retail prices so you know like 
hey, maybe this isn't one you try, or maybe you save a few paychecks and, and put a little money aside each time to try and get this one to try out at your house. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing this. So that way, you know, just similar again to the Glenfiddich and the, and the uh, monkey shoulder, you know, we're, we're happy to say, Hey, if you like Glenfiddich 15 and that's one of your daily drinkers, please try monkey shoulder because you're going to save yourself a lot of money. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're doing the same thing with this. Yes, it is whatever it is, a specialty bottle for us, but we're going to be able to pair this up with, and you know, with the, with the bourbon barrels on this, with the, just that, again, for me, I just get that overwhelming vanilla-ness or vanilla flavor, the oaky, sweet barrel. Um, if we're going to say in the realm of scotches to pair with this, I would probably say something along the lines of um, a 14-year Glenfiddich, their bourbon barrel reserve. Would be, you know, and that's actually something I could go grab and we could try side by side. Maybe we'll, um, maybe we'll um, give that a shot here in a couple of minutes, and we'll close out the episode with trying that next to this. We have another so that set would be of a perfect uh, example. Yeah, like, we're not going to be able to blind it very easily, but we do have. Yeah, uh, they're so different in color, and we have, yeah, that's true too. But we have a set of another set of Glencairn glasses, thanks to Jake, uh, that we can we can pour those out and give them a shot and uh, and see how that pairs because that comes out at what a little over hundred bucks for that one. Or is it a little less than? I think it's no, a little it's, over. No, right? it's uh, 67 at the Virginia ABC. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm way off base. That's a good thing. Yeah. I don't have one of those. That's why I don't know. But yeah, uh, 60, just, let's just say 60, 70 bucks. And cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. I'm not advertising. I'm telling you, if you've had this whiskey and you're enjoying tuning in, checking it out, or you want to make us feel stupid, which I, please, I welcome it. Email I'm us. Learn and, you something today. That's right. You're gonna learn today. You email me and you you email us and you say, "Hey, dumbasses, uh, why don't you go check this bottle out? Tastes better or just like the Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve that you guys did in your episode, and it's so much cheaper." We we appreciate that because you know what we do get together outside of this episode or these episodes we record to in fact drink Guess scotch because we, <laughs> yeah. we are hobbyists, my friends. This is what we do, and and you know some people play with model trains, some people. Uh, you know, like to go out and, and do all sorts of different things that uh, we like to drink whiskey. That's what we do. And we don't overdo it, but we do like it. If you've got something that'll save us money, we are going to appreciate in the long run. And uh, I'll be honest with you, there's probably a good chance that you'll get something from us down the road if we find out that a whiskey you recommend saves us 150 bucks over the bottle we're drinking today. So looking forward to those sorts of events. Please get a hold of us. If you want us to review a separate one, Go ahead and let us know. But oh, we're, we're gonna... always open for uh, oh, yeah. for suggestions. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And that opens our eyes, too, because if there's one thing, you know, our, our job requires us to travel um, minimally, but it does require it. And if there's one thing that I've learned, especially in the regions that I've traveled recently, oh, my God, there's so many bourbons. There's so many scotches. There's so many just whiskeys in general that, yep. that yep. I have never seen before. And that I want to try. So there you are know, so many, and I kept so worrying many. because we're really Scotch guys. There's lots of good bourbon too. There's yeah. lots. Of, there's lots of good cognacs. Um, the, the Japanese, being that they've taken over quite a few of the distilleries, that's basically um, Scotch. Yeah, they they really they follow a similar process, but um, they they've even purchased up some of the Scotch distilleries and they've kept their processes better than what the original distillers would have done without them giving them rules and guidelines. But there's lots out there. The thing is, I was worried, hey, we're going to get into scotch and there's not going to be enough things to review. But turns out it takes longer to do this than we thought. And <laughs> and there's there's plenty of scotches. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of them that we'll probably never get our hands on, right? So yeah. I've got no doubt that you guys have had something. Maybe you live in uh, Nevada or California. You can get something we can't get. Yeah. That oh, will, for sure. That will, High West. Yeah. Or um, um, the... 
what is it? I think it's High West. They the do, bourbon? Yeah, they do a uh, midnight or, or or winter winter nights dram. Oh hmm. damn, I'm I'm butchering it right now, but that's one bottle that I've been uh I've been looking at for years and I believe it's a distillery only bottle or something of that nature, that rarity. So, uh, no, you know what? It's a midwinter night's dram. That's what it is. Gotcha. Okay. So that's another one that we, again, that, and bourbons are endless now that bourbons become a huge thing in this country. I don't, I don't think that I, and this is already going to get me haters, but I don't think that I like bourbon as much as I do scotch, but I think that I have more bottles of bourbon than I do scotch, if that makes sense. Come on, so, bring it on. We don't care. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it. I bring will it. sick Greg on you. That's he right. And a I, 40 I will, level 47 deaf knight. I will. Deaf, <laughs> I'm the deaf knight. No, I'm not. I'm, death knight is probably what he meant, but I don't even know what that is. You're, you're not nerd enough to be nerd on this podcast. That's Forget damn it. straight. I don't know a word of what I just said. But so definitely email us, you know, send, send us something that might work out, you know, pictures of your wife whatever you got to send us it's fine no big deal but uh we do have a review system we are going to rate and review this whiskey uh and that's that's kind of coming up here in a couple of minutes we're going to end out the episode with that and we are also now that we know we are going to pair it up against the uh the glenfiddich that you mentioned yeah i'm down i can always go get that so that's that's going to be something coming up here in just a few minutes all right guys so we've taken the opportunity here to um discuss our findings a bit and do a rating sheet on this Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve. We also went ahead and grabbed the Glenfiddich Bourbon Barrel Reserve, which is a 14-year. And I got to say, we may have broken ourselves because it just is not stacking up at all <laughs> to this Dalmore, which, which we'll I'm a little in. relieved at. Yeah, me right? too, for the cost. We, yeah. we, we have some... Uh, nitpicky details to get into here. Uh, th- thank you, Whiskey Smiths, by the way, for giving us a review sheet that we have used as a rough kind of approximation of how we're going to review whiskeys. We're going to tweak and build our own um, roughly based off of similar ideas, but um, for now, we're using theirs. So thank you, Whiskey Smiths. You got to check them out if you get a chance. Great place. Uh, we've got our sheets here, and I'm going to go ahead and run down this. We're going to be pretty quick so we can bring this to an end for everybody. And y'all can go out and buy a bottle if you want or not. Um, so <clears throat> the age of this whiskey, we had to do a little digging. Thanks, Jake. Uh, we found out that this guy is 70% a 30-year-old sherry cask aged whiskey, which is amazing because for $200 to get something that's 30 years old, even in a smaller quantity, would, would probably be pretty much impossible. So that's cool. Uh, 30% of it is broken out differently. It is 20% bourbon barrel and 10% Cabernet Sauvignon. And they are between 10 and 14 years based on the website. Uh, so this is a mixed bag whiskey, but you're, 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 the majority of the product you're buying is an age somewhere about 30 years, give or take. Um, that sounds about it, right? Yeah, which makes it well worth the price. Yeah, and, and there are there are whiskeys that are no good probably in that range, but this one's done right, and at that price point, uh, we got it. We got to rate it as a a, a pretty high end whiskey. Now, the one thing that we noted um, is, you know, you can buy a bottle of the Glenfiddich. You can get it. I don't know how easily now, but you can get the Glenfiddich 14 Bourbon Barrel Reserve, um, and it's much cheaper, less than 100, less than 70, as a matter of fact, for the bottle we're trying here, but. If you try something like this down more first, you will be disappointed in the in the Glenfiddich. I would say if you didn't, it would be good. Excuse me, but most likely the people that are going to enjoy that are going to be people that tend to stray more towards a 
modern American bourbon because there's a lot, lot, lot of vanilla. As a matter of fact, uh, off air here, we were talking about that whiskey, and I said, (laughs) (laughs) I said, boy, there's so much vanilla, it's almost like I'm licking my grandfather's uh, aftershave. And Jake had a, a heart attack and was looking at me curious as to what I was licking. I'm just not happy gonna, you said aftershave. Yeah, we're not going to get into my so checkered close. past here. Hey, whatever happened in my house is definitely the authorities buzzing this. No, not Jake's. So anyway, we, um, we've we definitely um, done a little bit of a comparison to the two. The idea here is not to do a side-by-side or a blind. We instead wanted to see what <clears throat> these whiskeys were next to each other, just really to get a kind of high and low-end comparison between a $200-plus-dollar bottle and a something below 100 pretty pretty far that would be almost in similar facet right they're kind of both aged differently they both have a special malt but there's nothing all that special about the glenfiddich i gotta say thanks for sharing it though jake that's jake's bottle um oh absolutely it's 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 been one of my favorites so it's good Uh, and and you know what i definitely enjoyed it and i would have stuck to that all the way up until sitting here with them side by side mm-hmm. but again as you mentioned earlier there's a big price difference there and is. the the price difference versus flavor is appropriate i would say it is appropriate. i mean the 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 delmore cigar malt is just got so many different flavors and and not only are they there's so many different ones but it it's noticeable right yes sitting, uh, sitting yes. here side by side when you when you sip them you are getting a lot more richness and a lot more. It's really know, the one night stand just, lights on versus lights yeah. off <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sort of effect. <laughs> Thank you. It really for is. saving me on that. That's yeah, what it is. It really so. is. It's, it is night and day in that way, but I will say it's great. I would argue, just to sum up our point, do not try something like the Cigar Mont Reserve from Dalmore and then go try this thinking you can buy a comparison for the... This is not a scenario where if we were doing a side-by-side true oh review, goodness. we would not say, yes, you can get this one cheaper, buy it instead. Yeah. No way. This Dalmore is great. Um, oh, I'm, for sure. I'm going to move down so, the sheet here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say, let's uh, let's mm-hmm. finish out yeah, we gotta reading close out it up. the sheet, and then we, we'll compare the two real quick. You guys have priests and, and whatnot to go see after listening to us talk, so I don't want to hold you up too long. Uh, the proof on this guy, 44%, 88 proof. Uh, the mash bill, uh, what we found is 100% malted barley. Um, we've Scotch, talked, yeah. we've talked a little bit, yeah. We've talked a little bit about the barrel. Um, the barrel is 70% sherry, 20% bourbon, 10% Cabernet Sauvignon. So that's where, when we talked earlier about some grape, I believe that's where we're getting it from. And this is all news to me. We did not look this up until after we had that discussion earlier with you guys, um, our our lovely audience. Um, the price on this guy, we paid 200 down from 220 on sale. It is listed on Dalmore's website as $185 MSRP, which means that every state's going to put their markup to make some money, and every state's going to have their taxes. So depending on where you live, you're going to end up spending a little more or less, so don't plan on it being $184.99. Just expect to spend around $200. Um, Relative rarity, now this is an interesting one. Apparently, Jake, you had been looking for this guy um, in the old-fashioned bottle the classic bottle i shouldn't say old-fashioned this is a whiskey podcast in the classic bottle the original the the batch one so to speak right so that that original batch uh jake was not able to successfully find any of that to work with so um what he had been hunting for this in general uh, and we walked in um kind of a fortuitous situation we walked in to get a battery for my work truck and bumped into 
a liquor store in a random place in Virginia that had this, and it is the new version. So the relative rarity, I would call the new version of it moderate rarity because I have not seen it in other liquor stores I've gone to. That doesn't say much because I don't go to many. I stick to my hometown liquor store. Uh, but the high yeah. end is... Well, one one thing I want to add to that is that when I was looking for it, I had searched probably about 30 days prior, I had searched Virginia ABC, and on their website, it was nowhere to be found. Ah. I had to go on, on Google, do a Google search, and the closest one I could find to us was in Laurel, Maryland, and they only had three bottles of the newer... Do, do you think they have a guy that's like, look, Jake's IP just connected to the website, let's tell him there's nothing Probably. available. <laughs> Probably. 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 Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this effing guy again. Yeah. Oh man, um, yeah. So it, it was it was hard to track down. I mean, mm -hmm. when when you and I walked in there, and uh, walked into that that ABC, and I was just I looked up at the shelf. I was in shock that it was sitting there right in front of us, and because we had talked about getting this for specific reasons. You're you're and, you're more of a uh, outside of work. I'm not much of a research bound guy anymore. Not these days. So when Jake said this is one we got to try, I've been looking for it forever. We split the cost down the middle. So if you're doing that with some buddies, I mean, split it one, you know, with Worth one it. person or two people, you're looking at a, a reasonable thirty, you know, or a hundred dollars, hundred dollars a person, or slightly yeah. less. It's it's worth it. Um, I would say that if you're into scotches or into yes. whiskeys like we are, I mean, I'm you know, I'm sitting here side by side with with uh, the the cigar malt and the Glenfiddich 14, both exceptional whiskeys, and. I would buy the cigar malt again. Yeah, I think I would take that over the. Over, I, <laughs> I, mean, I think I would. I would go back two weeks later and spend more of my paycheck on yeah, it. But that's just a. That's maybe not everybody's scenario um, that they can play out. So definitely, the Glenfiddich is a good option. It's not a replacement. Oh, it's delicious. Though. Yeah, no, not it's a replacement. Definitely a good option. Definitely has a, a. Definitely has a used bourbon barrel flavor. It has the vanilla. Has the floral. Um, but if you're looking for next level richness, and I mean just that that. Next level of flavors. For not like me, Michael Jordan richness. Yeah, right. Like, not wealth richness necessarily. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. We have a bottle that we're going to review soon that's much more expensive. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. If you're looking for that. I just get nothing but sweet mm -hmm. molasses. Like I described to you earlier, like the Eggo cereal. That's yeah. What, that's what I get out of this. That's fair. It that's is, fair. It is truly delicious. We promise in our, in our kind of half mission statements that we're still under uh, construction with... We promised that we would pair foods, cigars, you name it. We're going to pair it, right? So um, that's one of the things Jake actually mentioned was, hey, let's. Uh, if I had a, bo a box of cinnamon toast crunch here, I would bring it out and smell them side by side. Oh yeah, we're gonna we, we have a smelling set coming, but we're also going to do things well, it like was, that. It was Egos, uh, Egos. cereal, oh, Egos yeah. cereal, because there's just there's just so much vanilla, there's so much mapleness on this. It's unreal. Yeah, so. Back God, to the good. back to the sheet, so we don't go too long winded here. We already have a little bit, but the relative rarity on the old batch, the batch that Jake could not find that we have not seen on a shelf, which I'm still in search for. So if there's any uh, any people who want to get in our good graces early and uh, maybe work on an exchange, if you have one in your area or yes. whatnot, please reach out to us. Please let us know. We're we, always on the hunt for good bottles. We so. could we could barter with you on that for sure because this one um, we even looked online and the price. For that one, which is a 2009. I don't recall before, what it was. It, it was a few hundred bucks. It was. I found it myself because you had mentioned it. So we yeah. looked after we bought our bottle, and I thought, oh, we could get it. Now, everyone I found that was actually reasonably priced, and even in some places only only had a price tag, was yeah. the was the 
the Dalmor cigar malt from the new stock. The reserve. The reserve. That's the, the difference. Stock. You have cigar malt, which is the old 2009. Then you have the reserve. And right. then another, another key is that um, the original 2009 was bottled at 40 AVB, uh, 40% as to where the newer one is 44, which I'm sure I... Uh, having them side by side, I probably appreciate the 44 a little bit more sure. because it's a little bit extra. But um, I'm just interested in the in trying the 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 back the end original, on, <clears throat> the back on and on, on our likings too. Jake uh, tends to his statement he uses a lot is I like to know that I'm drinking whiskey when I'm drinking yes. whiskey. So there's like nothing the wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, a little little bit of bourbon, but I got to say this one at 44. percent I mean, I've had bourbons that made me cough, and this one doesn't have any. This scotch does not have any cough inducing burn to it whatsoever it's it's pure maple syrup deliciousness so then we're going to move on down here we chose this product because of general desire we both after talking about it agreed that it would be worth the purchase right there on the spot jacob been looking a long time um in our tasting notes again thanks whiskey smiths for the tasting sheet um, our color, uh, I think both of us landed on pale or on amber because this is yeah. a very amber, mm-hmm. uh, very amber in color. Not a lot of copper, nothing like that. It does. I, I underlined mahogany. Didn't just circle it. I underlined it because on mahogany, there's a little bit more of a deep red to it, but it's really pretty just amber. Um, the clarity, of course, we both agreed on that. That is a clear clarity. You're not going to see any haze or cloud, which is good, I think, in a decent scotch. Um, for our sediment, there's none. The bottle is crystal clear at the bottom. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, our glasses, our Glencairn glasses, are completely clear at the bottom. Uh, no issues there. Viscosity, that's a tough one. We both agreed there's not a lot of bourbons and scotches that we've found that have any viscosity change. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no difference in viscosity yet that we've seen. I'm sure there are plenty. Please, thesmokingcask.com, caskcrew at thesmokingcask.com. Please give us a shout. Let us know if there is some interesting, very delicious whiskey that might have a different viscosity because that's just not something we've come across. I'm sure Whiskey Smiths put that here because they probably have. <laughs> and that's where we're going to need y'all's input for that. So, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to find a a, a whiskey that's like a king syrup. You ever had that? <laughs> yes. Right. Where you almost kind of like cut it with a butter knife when yeah. you pour it out. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would enjoy that, but I guess no. if I if I got I mean, a buzz from drinking it, maybe that's it or eating it. But right, whiskey toffee. At so that we point. we have uh, light, two, three, four, and heavy, and I gave that a two. I'm not sure where you landed on that. Did no, you? I landed on a two. Landed yeah. on a two. Okay, so we agreed on that one. Uh, the intensity. I have a delicate intensity to this for a 44 percent, 88 proof. This thing has no difficulty in drinking. It is like you could drink it next to water, and they would both make you feel the same cringeworthy level. So. I think that's good. And then the youthful, or the age, we, we have youthful, moderate, and mature. We stuck our flags in the ground. I think both of us on mature on that one. Yeah. And that's because we're looking at barrels. Uh, we're, we're looking at a 70% mix of 30-year-old age in already used, all of it, 100% used barrels. These are yeah. not these are not new barrels. Um, Again, there's there's a whole different complexity of flavors that you get, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of a lot of people, even me months ago, you know I would have been like, oh, bullshit, like whatever. Yeah. But man, since I've had some of these older, and I'm talking, uh, you know, 21 to 30 year old scotches, there's complexity with age because yeah. I'm used to drinking 15 year old Solera Vat Glenfiddich. That's just been my go to forever. Things have to change a little bit yeah. with age. I mean, you're. As long as that whiskey isn't sitting in glass, it's going to take on flavors yeah. from its the, from its barrel, essentially. The people who are hobbyists, the people who are who have experienced multiple different scotches, 
uh, of varying ages will understand that for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm admittedly new at that. I I love scotch. I have a collection, but I don't have a collection like Jake. And I uh, there's a lot that both of us need to try. So again, reach out to us with what you got. Um, the barrels obviously used oak uh, malt malted barley for the grain. No smoke in this whiskey at all, which is another category that we we will delve into. I've recently become a lover. Very much so. Yeah, and I, I was a hater of smoky whiskeys, peated whiskeys. I'm a lover now. Um, spice profile. Now, this is where we're going to start to differ. So, Jake, I'm going to need you to give me your input. I I went with black pepper, tobacco, and leather on this. And the leather I got from that nose and the and the the where we talked about almost a rubbery. Um, I, I, when that ends, to me, it ends in a leather um, rather than a rubber. So I went with black pepper, tobacco, and leather. And tobacco, not because I'm being influenced by the name, but it does seem fitting. There's a sweet raisiny kind of, if you've ever smelled cigars or if you've had, if you've smoked or if you've had anybody that smoked and you smell fresh cigarettes in a pack, they smell like raisins a little bit or a chewing tobacco, like a, like a, a red man or one of those from back in the day. There's a couple other brands that are wet leaf tobacco. Um, they have that raisiny smell, which is very nice. Um, where did you land on that, on the spice? Uh, I definitely, I, sorry, I did cinnamon for sure. Black pepper was one that I was hesitant on circling. Uh, I, I don't get that until the very, very, very end. See, I get uh, that 100%. more in the middle of the flavor. Um, but when we're talking about nose specifically, I get that directly. Yeah. The cinnamon I didn't get. And I think that maybe is just our different smells. We, yeah. You know. See, I, I got cinnamon and tobacco primarily with black pepper being like a do I circle that or not. Um, the I, I think all in all, I'm getting nothing but sweetness. I'm getting a lot of that maple sugar again. I've been saying that the whole time. I've been getting that real strong just maple syrup. And that's that's and where we're headed next. So that's kind of where I'm getting the for the, the sweetness on the nose profile, you get I'm getting a lot of I'm getting cinnamon. Okay. So that's on the spices on the sweet. I'm getting a vanilla and a raisin. I didn't get the maple, but oh. again again I, there's there are different everybody's gonna be a little different. This is very subjective. So don't uh, if you try this and you think it tastes like somebody, you know, took a dump and threw it in your mouth, that's it's everybody's different. Yeah. No, I'm getting 100%. I circled all four of these. I'm getting vanilla, maple, honey, and uh, caramel. Okay, so I've got vanilla. We agree on vanilla, and I see raisin. I could see how those things might equate a little bit. I can bit see too. raisin, but what you're saying is raisin. I'm saying tobacco. Right, and that's that's where we a little bit differ. Yeah, um, I do think that tobacco, fresh tobacco, does have that, but I put it in the spice category just because yeah. that's understandably. Yeah. Um, and then in the floral, I put rose and honeysuckle, but uh, really, I'm I'm only hif- uh, you know half hitting on the rose, honeysuckle definitely because of that sweet to it in the smell. Um, where are you at? Do you do you have a do you have a difference there? You're pretty much in line. No, I'm I'm right there with honey for sure. Um, now honeysuckle, I just chose honey. But yeah, I mean honeysuckle. Yeah. When I think of honeysuckle, it's more floral, right? That's that's what I get from it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I I would. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting honey. Now we're both not wine connoisseurs. Jake does drink some wine. I think him and his wife occasionally have some wine. But uh, I I'm going with the sherry because um, I cook with it a lot, so I'm used to that smell. Um, I, I'm used to that smell, but uh, I don't know much about wine otherwise. So I went with the sherry cask. Based so, on based on sherry cask and the sherry smell, yeah, makes some sense to me, right? But so it is, uh, I believe it is aged in some sherry, sherry, sherry cask, right? You had mentioned and earlier. Cabernet Sauvignon, so yeah, so um, I 
I think that's probably reasonable. We don't have a lot of other options, and I didn't want to write others in because I'm just not a wine guy to know. Well, the one thing I think we differ on here is that I did circle port rather than sherry. Um, it is Asian sherry yeah. cast, but I was getting port as uh, so we go to this this one place called uh, Bluemont. A vineyard down here in Virginia, and they have a dessert wine that's a port, yes. and it is very sweet. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, I circled that because this does remind me of that, good, that sweet port. Good yeah. point, and shout out to Mr. Steve in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. I'm not going to give a last name here. He's kind of a successful businessman. Let me try, on two occasions, a 33-year-old port for dessert, and, oh, wow. and it. I should have circled port. But I would circle that if it were an option in the flavor profile. In the nose, not so much. But I I can agree completely in the flavor of that coming through in the in the tasting, not in the nose. Yeah. Um, See, I get 100% sweetness on this, regardless of nose or taste. Yeah. I'm getting 100% sweet on yeah, everything. it is. It's a sweet one, but it's not overbearing. Whereas, uh, But it's a characteristic sweet. Licking some aftershave is what I get from the Glenfiddich. That's, that's a sweet, but a very strong spiced vanilla. It's almost too much. For me, um, and it's got their their apple note. Yeah, that's the one thing that you can always pull away from a Glenfiddich. Is what a, what is do you see? Leaf. Speaking on that, on a fruit basis, what do you see in the flavor or in this in the nose from a fruit perspective? I saw apricot and grape. So, in reading, uh, in reading about this little bit of preparation we did beforehand, I did get or I did see that there were a lot of people that got banana on this. That's one I'm not getting not at, at all. all. But not I will all. say that I do get a little bit of orange on the back end. Uh, as the as the finish on this progresses, I do get an orange out of that. Ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind as well, we are having nice cigars with this, so some of our palates can be skewed in scent and in taste. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely don't see the orange as much. The grape, I've been sticking to it since we opened this and smelled it earlier. If you look back, I really got the grape or the raisin. You know, I got a fermented grape from it. And in the nose, I get that for sure. Um, apricot, I, I get that too because my apricot experience is the... Um, See, I can't the, tell you too many that I've had. So. Yes, so the dried apricot is something my grandparents used to get, and I smell and taste that in this whiskey. Mm. Um, so that's where that comes from. Now, we can agree on the sulfur category. I think we both have come to, to uh, a line on rubber. There is a rubber smell to it for sure. Um I put nothing in the peat category because this is not a peated whiskey. It has no profile whatsoever of a peat flavor. None. Not as far as I, not as far as I can grasp anyway. Um, what are you thinking over there? Nope. I got nothing on peat. Okay. I didn't even circle anything. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I should have crossed it out. Um, from the earthy side, I get a little bit, just a little bit when I chew on this whiskey. And if you all aren't familiar, I'm, I'm new to it as well. But the whiskey chew is swish it around, let it on all parts of your tongue, on your cheeks, on the top of your mouth. And, and then swallow it, you'll get a whole different flavor profile added to what you already know. So it doesn't really affect the nose so much, but I got to say that there's a little bit of earth to it. If you have then tasted it and gone back and smelled it, you'll get the same kind of reaction from your nose that you got from your mouth during the tasting. So I do get a little bit of the mulch when I go back and smell it and the nuttiness, but it's very, very minimal in the nut to me and very minimal in the mulch to me. What was funny was the only time that I actually got that was when I went back and forth from the Glenfiddich to the the uh, Dalmore. Interesting, so yeah. I again, and I've said this probably ten times on so far on this episode, was that I've only gotten sweetness the entire time. When I went from Glenfiddich to Dalmore, that's the only time I got that. Gotcha. It it just it 
it helped me open up that little bit of extra that was there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we are with our nose. I know we threw in some taste too, but you just can't enjoy a whiskey only smelling it. We've gone back and forth and done both. Yeah. Um, on the flavor profile, it's definitely sweet. Um, proof is incredibly low. It it's not a low proof whiskey for a Scotch. It's just not, especially for something that's been aged that many years. It means they must have put it in the barrel at a high proof. I would think if there's a lot of it is aged thirty years and it's still at yeah. a forty four percent. There is no burn to this whiskey. You could drink it like water, uh, which is good for those of you that want to be able to drink it. Go out on a date, get a nice high end drink someplace if you can find it, and not make the cringe face and uh, and get embarrassed in front of your date. Now, I'm not saying that has anything to do with gender, but just in general. He's speaking from personal experience. Yes, I am. I'm a little <laughs> bitch sometimes, but there is definitely a time when I drink whiskey and I'm like, oh, oh people are going to see this face I'm making. I'm about to cry. That is not this whiskey. No, it's not at all. Um, the proof, so the proof is low. The body, uh, we put that down as a full in case anybody's wondering. I get that from this whiskey has flavor from the start to the end. And it sticks with you afterwards for just after we're afterwards. <laughs> and Greg has had too much to drink. <laughs> it sticks with you afterwards for a, quite a while. Um, so I put that down as a full body. I, I, I don't mean for anybody to take that as it's too strong or anything like that. It's perfect. Um, where do you think you're at on the body on that guy? It's a tough, pr- I mean, that's a subjective category anyway. So, no, I mean, so the, the, what we're looking at goes light two, three, four, or full. So essentially one to five, right? Mm-hmm. I would put it at a four or a five. Okay, so would, we're we're aligned on that. Yeah. The texture, texture is a hard one for whiskeys, especially beers. Would this be a good place to go? Beers and, and uh, you know, any kind of ale would be good. But in the whiskey realm, it's tough. Uh, I say light for most of them because most of them are texture-wise are light. There's never been a time when I've been able to chew on it. Um, I put round and light because... If there's going to be any texture to it, it's going to be the way it makes my tongue feel while I'm drinking it. And I agree with you on that. And I would that. say it's, yeah. Yep. It's, so we're pretty good and we're pretty aligned there. Um, there is no dominating element on this. Again, thanks, Whiskey Smiths. That is a great question to ask yourself while you're drinking. Nothing dominates this whiskey in my mind. And tell me if I'm an idiot, but I don't, on the flavor, I don't get anything that dominates. I just don't. That dominates. Oh, it's a tough one. The only thing that I can say, and I hope that I get people that chime in here on this. I hope that we get emails that confirms this. Is that vanilla, and or an acceptable answer of maple syrup? Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to disagree. So y- y'all yeah. just need to send us your. Well, you can just stay over there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my <laughs> side. You can. Uh, we're just like the political system in the states. We got one and the other. That's it. <laughs> now you go ahead and send us. And, and you know what? Please go out and get the Whiskey Smiths um, rating, their rating sheet, and do this yourself. Even if you're just at home drinking, you're not running a podcast like we're failing at doing. <laughs> just try and try and rate your whiskeys and see what you think, and it might give you something to. It slows you down, especially if you're wanting to drink more quickly than enjoy. It'll slow you down because you're going to think about what you say. You're going to think about how you feel. Um, I definitely feel like that's the fun of this is we're going to have different taste profiles, but definitely go yeah. out and grab this sheet and try it. Um, I got to say, since since I've been keeping track of what I'm doing, right? Been drinking whiskey for years. Since I've been keeping track of what I'm doing, it's helping me kind of like recollect all these different ones, right? And do the comparisons between like, again, Glenfiddich 15 and um, Monkey Shoulder versus, 
or not versus, but those two versus each other. And then we have Glenfiddich 14, the bourbon barrel reserve versus the cigar malt essentially is what this has turned out to be. Yeah. And, uh, and man, since I've been keeping track, I've been able to kind of like look back and recollect on those things. Cause I don't have a great memory, uh, up front. I'll be honest, but having these sheets, being able to look back on some of the comments that I've made and doing them side by side, uh, dude, it's, it's, it's made me love doing this even more. It helps you. It right? helps you remember what you enjoyed when you jo- enjoyed it, or what you didn't like, and why you. You know, we both have talked about some more expensive bourbons and why we wouldn't buy them over a cheaper bourbon or over a scotch, or even in some cases for me over. Uh, I would take a Japanese whiskey over a nice bourbon any day, um, and and that's something that I often have to sit and think a long time to remember. But now that we're doing these sheets, yeah. we're gonna have these, and we're gonna we have a review system that we're headed to right now. Um, that will tell you a little bit about what we thought and why, and that will help you out in understanding our profile and palette a little bit, but also just having this stuff uploaded someplace where we can look at it is great. We're going to give it to the audience as well over the course of time as we're building our website, which is still new and really not worth looking at yet. When we get that up there, we're going to have our rating system there, which has some comical stuff to it. We've talked about this in episodes <laughs> that will never get put out, but we have the SBS, which here, for all of you that got young children listening, for whatever the oh, hell reason so you have young children we're listening, going into this. yes, the SBS is the surprise butt sex face that we are going to have our wives try these whiskeys, and if they like them, they will have a face that we can both already say we'll notice right away that is good, and if they don't, we're calling it the whoops, where did that go, how did it get in their face, that is the surprise butt sex face, um, it is definitely an adult theme, sorry, but that's what we do, we're adults, we're joking around. Um, but our wives are going to try these whiskeys, not this one today because they're not here, but on a regular basis, we're going to take these whiskeys we've reviewed, including the Dalmore, and let them try a half a nip each and see what they think. And that's going to go into our rating system. For those of you that are women that may not be into bourbon or scotch or whiskey in general, or those of you that have wives or girlfriends that might be interested in trying with you, we want you to know which one to go buy that you can enjoy together and not ruin your night by her feeling like what you drink is too god-awful and tastes like gasoline, essentially. So we do have that system coming up, but we'll finish out our review sheet here. Yeah, we will We will start breaking into that once we get good enough equipment to uh, start doing video, which, yes. is, which is coming up very soon. I would say by second quarter of 2022, we will be producing um, not only audio podcasts, we will, we will be producing something you know, to put up on YouTube or whatnot, which will have them trying the whiskey, and my wife hates all liquor, let me tell you. So yeah, yeah. she <laughs> My wife so loves vodka, except only if it's mixed with a bunch of real sweet soda and she can't yeah. taste the vodka. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with you. But now <laughs> So you, it's gonna be fun. To the video point, real quick, you have um just just name off the one guy that you really like to watch his videos. He doesn't just do whiskey, but he mostly does whiskey. Oh and I you know I really hope that I'm not butchering his last name, but I believe it's Jeremy Sires or Sears. And if you hear the dog barking in the background, that is Kimber. He is He is a German Shepherd who will probably interrupt our podcast quite a bit. Once in a while. But either way, uh, Jeremy Sires or Jeremy Sears, uh, either way, he's awesome dude. He basically does a podcast about man shit or a YouTube. uh, I I guess I'd probably call him more of a YouTuber. Yeah, either way, he does all the video cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he does. uh, He's got a couple videos recently about his truck, Traeger Grills. Uh, He does whiskey. uh, He does cigars. um, He does a lot for for, uh, Pravada uh, Cigar Club. Uh, which is something that I hope to join once they once they uh, open up their enrollment again, um, and yeah, uh, so just a lot of good shit like that. But 
Um, we hope to eventually get our podcast, um, start taking videos of it and start uploading at least little snippets yeah. here and there. Maybe do some live streams with y'all. Once and I we would build say an that, audience and, that yeah. Jeremy Sires is probably an influence in that. I mean, he does, <laughs> dude, he, he does great stuff. Dude, his video quality is fucking amazing. And I got to say, where's that that's, the cork pop on that? I know. Can you hit that we, real quick? We, we have so a cork pop, but we're going to start censoring our videos with cork pops for fun. It's going to be like uh, circa 2000 South Park. It'll be great. Yeah, dude. Um, but that's, yeah, that's something that I think we aspire to. And we'd like to get some input from him one day. On some oh, of the man. things he does and why, but that's that's where we're headed is in the video realm eventually. So keep an eye out at thesmokingcasket.com as we get that website built. We're going to have links to YouTube channels and otherwise. Yeah, uh, we're going to make sure to get that going. And if you have suggestions on cameras, way to lay out a lighting system, any of that stuff, cask crew at thesmokingcasket.com. Send us emails, send us links to stuff. Just don't 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 make it viruses. No. I don't want to have to find you. Look, here's, I don't want to do that. Here's what I'll say, right? If 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 you want to know where this this channel or this podcast is potentially heading, one day I hope to have Jeremy Sires, his his camera abilities, and him along with Peter McKinnon, both of them. Uh, Peter McKinnon is a, a a Canadian YouTuber who basically focuses on camera equipment, camera gear, how to get the best footage out of out of what you got. And he is even down to cable management. That guy's oh, dude, that guy's he incredible. Is, he is yeah. so awesome. Just as a per whatever. Not not the point. I'm not gonna totally Yeah, we won't we don't need to guy. we don't we don't need but, to do that yet. No. So we have Peter McKinnon, we have Jeremy Sires, and then we have the Bourbon Junkies, which the one thing that I think I can take away from the Bourbon Junkies is how they interact with their audience. Those guys are just fucking awesome yep. so I, I think you know a, a, a great combination between all those guys um, or all those efforts would be phenomenal yes I mean they're 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 just awesome so sort of, they're a lot of my inspiration is what I will say yeah and, and I'm learning because of Jake on that stuff but we're gonna we're gonna finish out our review here um, the final assessment yep. the grain is a malted barley barrels are used age range 11 to 20 plus but we're gonna say 11 to 30 um, because that's the range of this guy the country of origin, of course, Scotland, Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve. Uh, again, you can have this for closer to $200. We have a rating system that we mutually rate um, between 0 and 10.0 uh, for each of these. Packaging, labeling, bottle and cork, in-glass aesthetics. Uh, that's in your bottle. That's in your Glencairn. That's in your highball, whatever you drink it out of. Nose and initial taste and finish. And then there's the surprise butt sex, which we are not filling out. We have a separate review with a color scheme that does not include Unfortunately, the wives are not here tonight. They are not, as we said. So Jake, on the packaging label, gave this a six. I gave it a seven. I did. You know, I did. So it it, it looked good. I like the box. I like the magnetic, uh, which for for anybody who's buying this bottle, just a heads up, the top is magnetic. So if you grab it by the top, it's going to fall off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we yeah. almost had that happen once. Yeah, just yeah. I've dropped some expensive bottles when the same same mistake. But uh, so yeah, that uh, we gave it a six and a seven. I really like the box, but the box is nothing to write home about. It's a cardboard no. box with a fold in top or to hold in the to hold in the cork area. Uh, the bottle and cork bottle is very nice, uh, but it pours funny. And I'm gonna make a joke. Jake has spilled probably an ounce of this liquor by the time we got done with this because That's the bottle not even pours, an understatement. Now the bottle yeah. pours in a funny way. It's an and, understatement. And the cork is uh, somewhat loose. We had not soaked the cork. We're not cork soakers, you know. <laughs> we had not soaked the cork in uh, in the liquor at all. We didn't really tip it upside down before we it opened it. It is loose, though, right? It so is I'm, a little loose, yeah. I I, uh, I prefer, and y'all will learn, that I do prefer 
uh, Isla Scotches. So Lagavulin is going to come up in this podcast quite a bit, and uh, they have a they have a tight cork on everything. Yeah. I'm not even trying to be funny right they're, now. They're <laughs> they have a tight cork. On their bottles. We it, all love a tight cork. Yeah, it takes some twisting. It takes some pulling effort to pop one of those things out, and you think you're almost going to break it. This thing falls right out like a hot dog down a hallway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it it uh, No, it's 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 suffice, but it's it's a loose cork. Yeah, Vienna Wieners. Uh, you can't yep. really do a good it's review a, that way. And barbecue sauce. <laughs> but but the, um, the, uh, the problem is I, I feel like if the cork is too tight in these bottles – as they age, and I've seen this a couple of times, they will break and, and, and fall off into the whiskey. And now you've got to strain your whiskey and get that cork out because it can cause negative effects in the flavor. So maybe it's actually not a terrible thing. It's just something we both prefer to see a good cork. I guess it's more of a, a conspiracy theory that the whiskey's going away or something. It's not. But that's how we feel. So um, that's that's where we landed on. Uh, on bottling cork, it's four for Jake, four and a half for me because it doesn't matter as much to me. Um, but that's, again, out of a 10. Uh, in glass aesthetics, we evened out on a seven because it looks really awesome, but there's nothing super it special. It's just a nice amber whiskey. It looks great. The, the the tendrils, the fingers on the side of the glass are nice. And if you're a wine person and you're looking to get into whiskey, that's another fun thing you can do. You can take a sip, take a sniff, whatever, then swing that bottle of glass around, whatever you got, and watch how it lands on itself and watch how the tendrils come around. And um, they do... Uh, on all their bottles, but on this one as well, they do um, add coloring for consistency reasons. So uh, you will get a beautiful amber maple syrupy color. It's, yeah, it's, we, it, lo- it looks good. In the we glass. did talk about that earlier, and I think it's probably partially for consistency's sake, like you said. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm not going to complain because it tastes so good that if it looks the same every time, that's it really fine. Does. Um, but uh, then the the nose on this guy, Jake's giving it a seven. I'm giving it a six point five because I get a lot. I get a lot of rubber, and this is all subjective now, especially for us until we get more whiskey reviews under our belts. Right now, I'm giving it a 6.5 because I get a lot more rubber on the nose that eventually turns into a little bit of grape, but I think we both agree that it smells okay, and when you taste it, you realize that it doesn't even matter because they complement each other, the smell and the taste. Yeah, um, and so the, the entire time, all I was getting was a sweetness, a, a vanilla, and I mean, that's that's characteristic to everything that we've talked about as far as the barrel as far as what it's went through right i got a a overwhelming sweetness and beautiful maple syrupness it wasn't until you said it about the rubber that i understood where you were coming from yeah i get i found it in there once you said it you'll hear me say iodine all the time which i thought was ridiculous until we looked at whiskey smith's sheet and the whiskey smith's sheet in fact, has iodine pulled out for things that are much more peaty and smoky. Yeah. Because there is that. If you've had a shot in your arm and somebody's cleaned the area with iodine, um, I don't know if that's even a thing as much anymore, but um, it's great disinfectant. As, as of I a recent, recent tetanus shot, it is. Okay. So good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something that you'll notice a lot in our smokier whiskeys. I'm going to gripe about it because, man, that's what made me hate smoky whiskeys in the beginning. I hate the smell of iodine. I hate it. Oh, but... When you taste the stuff and you get that all over your that, that all full palate flavor in your mouth is so good, um, but that's that's where we were at there. Um, so there is none of that in this whiskey, of course. No iodine. Forget that. Scratch it from the records, please. <laughs> I'm looking around. There's nobody here to do it but us. So uh, we're we're then in initial taste. We both gave it a pretty high rating, eight for Jake and an eight point five for me because the initial taste is just about as good as the finish, uh, which Jake gave a seven to the finish and I gave a nine. Um, out of the whiskeys I've tried, the finish of this thing 
It doesn't finish hard. It finishes just right, and the taste is great. And pretty much all flavors in the profile are even all the way to the end. Um, that's something that I really appreciate. So that that's um, where we landed there. So um, our, our finish is pretty high on this guy. Um, so we got a 6.5 for packaging label, bottle and corks, uh, 4.3. In-glass aesthetics is a 7.0. A nose is 6.8. Uh, an initial taste on this guy is 8.3, and a finish is 8.0. Um, again, that's averaging our two agreements or disagreements or just general reviews of those categories. Puts us out at a 6.8, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're a guy that watches movies and TV shows and you review. That may not be the best you want, but for us, that's good. We don't have a lot of examples, so this may go up or down, and we're going to come back and adjust these sheets as we retaste these whiskeys in the coming year. You know, um, I, I love what we did with this sheet because I think that this is... 100% honest. A yeah. 6.8, right? Let's round that up to a 7. I think that's a fantastic spot for this sure. whiskey. We still have a lot of scotches. I mean, so many scotches, so many bourbons that we need to try. This is good, but it did not wow my pants off. You no. know what I'm saying? Nope. This is a good whiskey. Honestly, if I had the available funds... I would have more of these bottles sitting around for everyday drinking, but I don't. So I'm going to stick to my monkey shoulder and I'm going to enjoy this. But I think seven, let round it up to seven, 6.8 is a great rating for this. And we're going to get this sheet out to you guys. Good. So any, really anybody is. that wants to, to dick around with what we do for our review, <clears> you can change the names to you and your best friend or whoever you, you and your wife, whatever you and your husband and just, Go through the same process knowing that you have to build a baseline, and we don't have a baseline yet, but it's out there. Well, we have a baseline as far as whiskeys that we've tried yes. between you and I. And we both we don't like have whiskeys. a baseline as far as podcasts to compare it we to. We don't have a baseline as far as reviews. We, we can talk yeah. and think back on what we've had, but to have, to, again, the sheet comes in so handy. Um, that that's, that's why, because now you can look back and say, well, I gave this one this, and here's why. And we don't have – we intentionally left price out of our review – because we would tend to sway towards things that are cheaper or we might tend to not. I mean, it's really hard to review something looking at it and saying, well, I spent 2000 bucks. If I don't give it a 10, I'm a sucker for buying yeah. it. So we're, we're neglecting the price in this final review. And I urge you to do the same thing when you're checking your own whiskeys out, do the same review, start a podcast. We don't care. It's all good. Um, but do it. And, uh, with that, I will say, please take a look at our website. We're going to very soon get this, whiskey review sheet up there um we'll type up what we have eventually but for now we're going to at least get that that rating sheet up there as soon as we can uh the smokingcask.com it's going to go through some severe changes here pretty soon but we would like to have this review sheet for you to look at and we'll give you the excel spreadsheet that you can go ahead and play with on your own it's very basic but it does have a color scale a bright green is a 10 uh dark maroon is a zero and that's how we reviewed our whiskeys it automatically spits that color out for you It'll be a helpful tool for you. Um, that, I would like to conclude, is our Cigar Malt review. That is the Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve. It's an awesome bottle. Thank you for coming and checking us out. We're long-winded. We're going to try and get this shortened up. And in the future, you'll probably find more of the review notes earlier on so that you guys can catch that in the beginning. And if you want to hop off, you don't have to stick around for the whole thing when we bullcrap with each other. But this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Again, this is Greg, and that's Jake. With the smoking cask, we are looking forward to the next episode probably in a week, maybe slightly more because we're at the holidays. But please check back. Pretty soon we're going to be reviewing the Glenfiddich 26 against the Glenfiddich 
14 and up, including a monkey shoulder as a kicker in there because it's so good against a Glenfiddich 15. Check back for that here in the next week or so, and you should see some pretty interesting things. You'll find out if it's worth spending $500 to $600 on a bottle, or if you might as well go buy that monkey shoulder for 28 bucks. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been fun. Have a good one.